All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the In My Opinion podcast with Kalen and David. I'm your host, Kalen. And I'm David. All right, so what's up, guys? The NFL postseason is finally upon us. So that does mean we're going to be giving our playoff picks today. We're also going to look at some gambling lines, over and unders, all that good stuff. But uh, to get started, we're going to touch on the head coach vacancies. We're going to be looking at all all six uh, vacancies and then deciding which ones have the best opportunities. So uh, we'll be counting down from the worst uh, job all the way down to the best one. So from six to one. Uh, some of the things we looked at were how many picks they have this year, what type of cap space they have coming up, and honestly just what the roster looks like. So um, so we're going to start with Kalen. So what you got, man? At number six, I have the Falcons. Um, I I just think that 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 this is this is the worst job. I I, I don't know what direction that that this team is even kind of going in. I've kind of thought that that they were going to be better than they were the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that was Dan Quinn. Um, you know, I don't know. We're gonna see. Uh, but I think I think that's the worst job. Uh, number five, I have the Texans. Uh, there's not much here. Actually, there's nothing here really. But they do have the Sean Watson, and even though he's disgruntled, I don't think he's necessarily going to ask for a trade or anything. He is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If you can kind of kickstart this thing uh, and get a little reboot going here, um, maybe they can kind of get back going. And you know, at least you have Deshaun Watson, right? You, you need a quarterback, and you have one. Uh, number four, I have the Jets. I think that. This team is probably better than what Adam Gase made them look. I think Sam Darnold is better than what Adam Gase made him look. We saw that be the case with 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 Ryan Tannehill uh, after you know he, he finally got away from Adam Gase. He, you know he, he looked like a a real starting quarterback. Um, so I'm I'm not giving up on Sam Darnold just yet. Uh, this team still kind of needs a lot around it. Uh, there's not a whole lot on the roster, uh, but. You know, maybe you have something. Maybe maybe you had something with a quarterback, and if not, you know, you still have a, a top pick this year. Uh, number three, I have the Lions. Um, uh, I think that this is another team. Like the Lions are probably better than than what um, Patricia made them look. Uh, you know, you, you still have Matt Stafford here. I, I still think that Matt Stafford's a good player. I think he's a good quarterback. I think uh, that a couple years ago. Um, that this team was, you know, they, they were looking pretty decent and. I saw a number of people actually kind of picking them as a sleeper team to kind of make the playoffs. Um, I think that there's kind of room in this division to kind of step up with, you know, the Vikings and the Bears being there. I, I think that, you know, you if if a good coach kind of comes in here, you know, there's still some some playmakers. There's some room for uh, upward mobility. Uh, number two, I have the Jaguars. Um, listen, this is – Solely based on them getting Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know he 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 he. I'm not sure if he is a uh, a can't miss type of guy, but I mean he's he's probably pretty close. Um, and you know he's he's my type of quarterback too. You know the 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 big strong, uh, you know can run, uh, you know a, a nice strong arm. Uh, so. The only reason this team really isn't number one is because, you know, they just have a culture of, of, of losing. There's, you know, there's not much winning in this franchise's history. And this team is, what, like one one year removed from uh, Tom Coughlin, uh, you know, running the team and, and that being kind of just a, a, a like a cultural d- disaster. 
to where you know that type of stuff gets around you, you know to uh, to all the players around the league you know if if you're gonna run your team like a like a plantation or something then you know people aren't gonna want to want to play for you uh so it may be tough for them to rebuild but it's still have Trevor Lawrence so you know number one to have the Chargers this is this is the best job on the market uh they have Justin Herbert who I mean in all honesty how much how much better is Trevor Lawrence like do we expect Trevor Lawrence to look than than what Justin Herbert just did I mean Justin Herbert looks good uh, and then this team is really loaded. I mean, Austin Eckler, uh, I think l- last year he had like 90 something catches, uh, for like seven, 800 yards. He's, he's a real playmaker. Um, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams is a, a, a thousand yard receiver, Hunter Henry, you know, they have playmakers, uh, in the secondary playmakers, uh, rushing the passer. Uh, so the team is really loaded. They're ready to go. So, <laughs> Yeah, this this is the best job. I mean, they 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 they, they lost what four, maybe five games just based off of like Anthony Lynn. So I mean, <laughs> this this team is playoff ready. If if you're if you're a good coach, you know what you're doing, and you, you know you, you're going to help Herbert take that next step. This team's ready to win one, maybe two playoff games ne- next season. Like so, this this is the best job. Uh, okay, well I mean I like your list. Uh, I mean you're wrong on a few of them. <laughs> no, I definitely <laughs> like the list. I'm joking, of course. All right, so number six for me, uh, I have the Texans. Um, and for me, it's like, number one, they have eight picks in the draft, which is cool. That's that's not bad at all because, I mean, what, there's only seven rounds. So that's, what, one in every round and then one extra one in another round? Yeah, not for the Texans. <laughs> they don't have a number – they don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a second-round pick. Uh, I'm not coming to a team – and then I can't even get a top pick in in my first draft that I'm doing. Like, nah, I'm good on that. And then their cap space is negative twenty million. Like, no. Like, so essentially, the team that you see <laughs> that 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 got the number three uh pick in a draft, even though it's going to Miami, you know, that same team is essentially what you're putting forward. If not, you know, a little bit worse because they're going to lose uh Will Fuller. And then so so you know that's another uh, receiver that you don't have now. You are like you mentioned, you already traded off D Hop, and I understand that's not the Texans organization that was Bill O'Brien, but because of Bill O'Brien, he put you in this shitty situation where I'm ranking you as the sixth best job available, and and that's out of six. <laughs> so, and then also not to mention, um, they have the third oldest team in the league. So it's not like you're really building for the future. This is clearly a team that's rebuilding, but you don't have the roster of a rebuilding team. You know what I mean? So it's like, ah, uh, okay, we don't have the young pieces that we need, and we also don't have the draft picks to to get them. So to me, that's the, the number six job. I love Deshaun Watson. He's definitely the best quarterback out of all the available uh, teams that are where the coach job is available. But the fact that he wants out to me speaks volumes. I'm continuously getting updates about him wanting to be out. So, like, I just don't know if the relationship with him and the Texans is um, – if it's reconcilable. Like, I, I just – I'm just not sure. So, uh, that that's that's why I got a six. And number five, I got the Lions. Um, I know you had them at four. So, not a huge difference, but I'm not quite as high on the Lions. Uh, they actually only have four picks in the draft. And it's so once again, it's like what you see with this team is probably what you got going forward. But also for them, they only have six point five million in cap space. So not quite negative, but that sounds like one player, maybe two 
uh, one backup guy, maybe a starter, maybe. But they're losing a uh, Galladay. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's rumored to be leaving. And also with that space that you got, he's probably going to get like uh wide receiver number one type money. Maybe not top five at all, but you know what I mean. More than that six point five that you can offer. So so they're gonna lose him. I mean I like Jones uh, receiver. Don't get me wrong, but he's not Galladay. And then also even if he is Galladay, now you're going from having two of those to only one. And then uh their, their running backs, I don't really feel like they've panned out much. Like Adrian Peterson has been their number one guy, and Adrian Peterson is only getting older next year. And honestly, he's gonna be retiring anytime soon. So, so it's like I, I just don't look at the Lions as as that good of a team. Uh, I I do like Matt Stafford. Uh, he's thirty two. I did honestly think he was a little bit older than what he is. Uh, but but it's like to me, he get he throws like I said about four thousand yards each season, but. They seem to be behind in a lot of games. So how many of those yards are just kind of like empty calories? You know, so that's what I got at five. Um, at number mm-hmm. four, I have mm-hmm. the Falcons. I know you had the Falcons at uh, at, the, at last. You had them at six. Uh, I don't really like the Falcons either. But honestly, they have a pretty talented roster. Like, like we did talk about them being um, – or you did talk about them being – ahead in in a bunch of games. But honestly, the fact that they were ahead in the games, like, to me, it's similar to, like, the Chargers with, oh, let's get rid of Anthony Lynn because he kind of pissed off some of those games. It's the same thing for Dan Quinn. I mean, he started pissing them off uh, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and it never looked back since. Like, he's been pissing them off ever since. You know what I mean? It was like like people were thinking, oh, maybe it was Kyle Shanahan and his, his play caller, maybe he got conservative. But Kyle Shanahan left and got a head coaching job after that. And Dan Quinn was still pissing them off. You know what I mean? Pissing off leads. So I'm thinking it might be a little bit more him than the organization itself because the Falcons have a talented roster. They have a team where you uh, constantly tend to pick their players up whenever it comes to fantasy drafts. So I feel like they have the talent you want. Granted, though, Whenever it comes to the Falcons, uh, they only have six picks. But like I said, luckily you do have the stars. So they're kind of win now ready. And then plus their cap space is negative 32 million. So you're not grabbing anybody extra in the, in the, um, in free agency. So really it's like the roster that you have is kind of just, you know, what you got going forward, which like I said, isn't terrible because they do have pro bowlers. They do have stars. I just wish Julio could be a lot more healthy. So, you know, but that just is what it is. Uh, and Matt Ryan's 35, so uh, he's kind of at the, the end of his thing. But uh, but maybe, like, the even if y'all don't play well this year, maybe y'all can kind of get a top pick, you know, going into the year afterwards. But to me, like I said, that's the, the fourth best job. After that, I have the Jets at number three. Um, of course, it's the Jets. That organization has been bad for God knows how long. And Rex Ryan took them to the playoffs a couple times, but but honestly, really, the <laughs> since Mark – Mark Sanchez and a butt fumble. The Jets have really just been laughable. Like, like they've just always been laughable. But they they have ten picks in the draft this year, yeah. which one of them being the number two pick. So that means, uh, with the new head coach coming in, if you are high on uh Sam Sam Darnold, then bet okay, cool. We could with that number two pick, we could possibly get the best, possibly the best talent in the draft. Depends on you know how you look at Trevor Lawrence in comparison to uh. To Sewell, the the tackle out of Oregon, people are you know extremely high on. 
Um, so so it's like you could always grab him, and then you can have a bookend tackle for your uh, your quarterback, your franchise quarterback Sam Darnold, or if you're not, or also you could trade out of that pick for people who are trying to get quarterbacks. And you can get even more picks, you know, because honestly. The Jets aren't just missing a quarterback or offensive lineman. No, you need multiple pieces. So, honestly, the best bet is if you get a coach in there that is high on Sam Darnold, then it's like, okay, cool. Now we can trade out of this number two spot, probably get another first or a second, or, you know, probably at least a first and also maybe even a second or even another first. You know, so it's like there's more pieces that you get to add with that, which is great. Um, They have the fifth youngest roster in the league, which has a, a bunch of young talent. I really love uh, Quentin Williams at um, at D team. I really like the uh, the safety that they have, Mays. So it's like, man, man, they they have a bunch of nice young pieces going forward. So it's like, uh, I, I feel like that job been bad for it to be, you know, number three. And then uh, at number two, just like you, I got the Jags. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jaguars have twelve picks in this draft. Twelve picks. Not to mention the number one pick, so of course they got Trevor Lawrence. You know, so it's like so of course if I have uh them at number two, that means I have the Chargers at one. And then for me, the reason why I put uh Trevor Lawrence and the Jags at two is because Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the next Andrew Luck, he's supposed to be the next Peyton Manning, all that stuff. And then I believe he will be as well. But my thing is I don't know for certain. I watched Herbert do it in the draft. I did not. I I mean, I'm sorry. I've watched Herbert do it this year in the league. I've not watched Trevor do it just yet. So, for me, the Jags pick is still going to be at number two. But what makes them better than the other four is the fact that they are, uh, like I said, the 12 picks, and then they have $77 million in cap space this year. That is crazy. That's the most cap space in the league this year. Also, the most picks as well with the 12 picks. And then uh, their average age it's 25, which is uh, and in most of the teams are kind of at the 25, but it's like decimal points. But uh, but they have the youngest team in the league, so it's like so you you have a rebuilding team that has young players like uh, DJ Chark, and then uh, uh, Robinson at running back. Oh my gosh, he was a stud this year that came out of nowhere. So it's like and then but your quarterback was Gardner Minshew, and then uh, <laughs> so so it's like when you're replacing him with Trevor Lawrence. And your twelve picks and or my bad, and your other eleven picks in the draft. That that's just an organization that you can try to build going forward. And also with that seventy-seven million dollars in cap space, I don't think people focus on this a lot. But I also don't think that they focus on it enough. Like they're in Florida, and then there is no state tax. So that seventy-seven million dollars in cap space is like whenever you're trying to acquire free agents. I think because we talk about millions of dollars, that that uh state tax takes a nice chunk out of that, especially after you're paying your um excuse me, you're paying your agents and all that other stuff. So so that might be beneficial going forward. Uh but number one, I have the Chargers just like you. Man, like you said, that Chargers team is loaded. Justin Herbert, uh Bosa, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like um it's just, Eckler. It's it's just a, a ton. A ton of great players. They got $22 million in cap space. That's at least a few players you can add right there. They have eight picks in the draft, including their first and second rounders. So they're just going to be really great going forward. Like you mentioned, there was about four games or so that Anthony Lynn kind of pissed off himself, where it's like, okay, bet this team could literally be a playoff team. Matter of fact, they were just in the playoffs, you know, not too long ago, you know, beating Lamar Jackson and the uh, the Ravens in the first round. 
You know what I mean? So, so like they're they're right yep. there. They're right on yep. the cusp. So if you get the right coach in there, there there's no reason for them not to be a playoff team going forward. Granted, it's going to be hard for them to win their division each year with Kansas City being in the in the division. But just uh, with that team, you should still at least make the wild card spots, especially with, since they've added uh one extra wild card team going forward. So. Yes, sir. So that's what I got for my six, man. Uh, is there anything you want you want to touch on on mine before we move on? Yeah. So, I mean, it looks it looks like we we agreed uh, with the the Chargers and the Jags. I, I, I'm always weary whenever uh, you know people try and tell me, oh, you know, this team they have, oh, you know, they have so many draft picks. You know, we'll we'll see. You know, what these draft picks turn into, you know. I'm an I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. You know, we, we've had how many draft picks over the years? It doesn't 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 mean anything. Doesn't guarantee you anything. Um, and then you know we, we'll see who they hire. Like I said, I think Trevor Lawrence is close to a can't miss. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I I still think that you know a bad hire can kind of like hold them back or maybe ruin them. But, you know, I still agree that, you know, this is still a, a good job. I, I think that – I still think that you're just too high on the Falcons. I just I just don't really see a direction for them. That I think that's why I have them last, uh, not necessarily just based on their roster. They, they, they do have some players there. Matt Ryan isn't a bad quarterback. But I just I, – I, I just don't know, like, what you're actually going to do with him. I, I think that – you know he's 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 like only serviceable when everything around him is perfect, um, and I just don't see that for this roster going forward. Um, I, I I don't know. I just I, I just would hate to be in limbo. They look like they're kind of in limbo to where you know they're not bad. Uh, you know they're kind of a middle of the road team. I, I guess and for, I don't want to be there. For me, whenever Matt, you speak Matt on the Ryan. Falcons, that's how I feel about the Lions almost, but not quite <laughs> to where it's like, I don't think they're in limbo. They're bad, but I, I don't see them getting better. Like to me, it's like, you know, the NFL has almost been like, not almost, but it's always been a, what have you done for me lately thing. But whenever it comes to the coaches and the quarterbacks nowadays, it's like you get like two years max. If we're not really seeing any progress in these two years, then teams are moving on. You know what I mean? From the coaching position and the, also the quarterback position. So for me, I think because of the fact that that Falcons team is already at least talented enough to win games, it's going to keep you in your in your coaching position. So and then I think of like something I heard today is uh, there are two type of coaches that are in the league. Uh, coaches that have that, that are about to get fired uh, and coaches that are waiting to get fired. So, so it, it's like at some point you're going to be a let go. You know what I mean? So it's like with that being the case, it's like I'm not trying to speed up that process. And then so if I can take on that Falcons job where it's like, okay, but I can see myself winning games with them right away, it's going to at least keep me in my position. Like like Doug Peterson, like I'm, I'm an Eagles fan. So it's like, like Doug Peterson, I, I would love to have a new coach. But at the same time, it doesn't piss me off that they're not letting him go. Because he did win that Super Bowl. He did make the playoffs the last three years. You know what I mean? So, like, having early success keeps you in your job whenever you're not playing as well a little bit later. So, I know you mentioned Matt Ryan because he is 35. And I see them moving on from him. But at least for now, he can win you some games. And that makes that job look a little bit more appealing, in my opinion. 
it ultimately didn't work out for Dan Quinn, but he wasn't a bad coach, I don't think. Like, like that team is what it is, kind of. I, I think that maybe they get a little invigorated if a new coach comes in. But, like, that's the team. I think that, like, Matt Patricia was terrible. I think he was a terrible hire. And I think that that team is just flat out better than what it, it looked like. I thought that team was, was going to be good last year, actually. I thought that team last year could have maybe even made the playoffs. And, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We, we can just we can disagree. I just think that even though the Lions are a middle-of-the-road team, too, I just think that there's something. We'll see. There's something there. I don't know. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see. So, um, ah. So my favorite thing, let's move on to the gambling lines for these games coming up. All right. So uh so we're looking at everything. Uh we went in and then we looked at the um like I said the 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 point spreads and then uh for for each of the matchups and also the overs and unders on Saturday, which will be uh the Colts versus the Bills. The Bills are at home um right now. And then just just to let our listeners know, we used uh, Fox Bets for all of our information. And then keep in mind the lines change and over and unders change every day <laughs> throughout the middle of the day. Uh, I'm a I'm an avid gambler. <laughs> I do this often. So uh, so like I said, what we got for the the Colts and the Bills? Uh, we got the Colts plus six and a half. The Bills, uh, of course, you know. So that means they're minus six and a half. So, which does mean that the Bills are favorite. So, anytime you got the minus for a team, that means that they're the favorite. And, of course, the plus means that that team is the underdog. And then, uh, so, we got six and a half there. And the over and under is 52. What you got, my guy? So, I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is going to be a high-octane game. I, I think that both teams are, are going to try and start fast. Um I think that, uh, you know, we know that, that the, the Bills are a dynamic offense that's playing well. Josh Allen's playing very well. It's probably probably the, the, the best team in the AFC, uh, just as far as, as, as kind of what we've seen. We know the Chiefs uh, kind of on paper uh, may still be the best team. And then I, I also think that, you know, these scripted, the first, you know, 15, 20 scripted plays for the Colts, I think they're going to have some success there. So I think it'll, it'll be a, a high-scoring game. Uh, what what what, um, what are you thinking this game's gonna, man, gonna look I, I like? I see the game definitely being high scoring. Uh, it'll be able to, it will be a lot of points scored. I can see like what you mentioned about the uh, the first few plays or first fifteen plays or so being scripted extremely well for the Colts. Frank Wright is an amazing coach. Uh, he definitely knows what he's doing, and then uh, the Colts defense is yep. great as well. Um, yep. I just I think the the biggest difference is. That uh the Colts' best aspect on uh with their defense is that they stop the run well, but the Bills don't run the ball that much. <laughs> what the, what they do is they pass the ball, and then uh, yeah, uh, Colts yep. are kind of uh honestly below yep. average whenever it comes to stopping the pass. They're not bad, but they're just technically below the average. So I think that I'm I'm gonna take uh the Colts to cover. Uh, I do have the I do have the Bills winning this game. Uh. But I think the okay, Colts are okay. going to cover, and I, I think it's going to go. Over. All right, so I have the the uh, Bills covering the spread, and then uh, I've put this the Bills covering the spread on every ticket I put in for this weekend. <laughs> like uh, I believe in this Bills team. Um, yeah, I definitely picked the over as well. Whenever it comes to the points, and just to remind everyone, the points are fifty two. 
Um, I see the Bills uh, winning this by at least a touchdown. Uh, I wouldn't have did that uh, initially because I was like, oh, the coach defense is really good. But I was like, wait, what they're really good at, like I mentioned, is stopping a run. The Bills are slanging a pill around, man. It's like So the, the Bills right now are third yep. in uh, passing yards a game. You know what I mean? So, so like they're just, and they're also they're second in uh in total total yards per game, and also second in points per game. So it's like man, they're they're just putting it up there. Josh Allen is having an MVP year. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I think he could legitimately win it. Um, and yeah, so so it's like for for me, I think this is gonna. I'm not gonna say a blowout by any means, but I think they can at least win by a touchdown for sure. So real quick, since you have the Colts covering. Cause it is mm. six and a half. So, so yeah. do you see it just being like a um, a three point game, or or what do you see, like a last second field goal kick by the Bills? What do you have? Um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be close. I, I think it it's gonna be uh, a little back and forth. Maybe uh, you know, maybe the maybe the Bills jump out to a bit of a league and. Uh, you know, the, the call to make a push, score some mm-hmm. points, but you know, I got you, I got you. Really fall short. All right, so so next matchup we got the uh, the Rams at the Seahawks. What you got? What you think about this game? What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, man. So this is definitely a game. You know, from a, a betting perspective, I would stay away from. I just have no idea what to do with this game. Um, maybe I'd feel better. Um. Picking the Rams if Jared Goff was healthy. I mean, not that I love Jared Goff when he's healthy, but banged up. I, I definitely don't know. I definitely love Sean McVay in this matchup. Uh, I just feel like you know he he, he really has something over Pete Carroll here. Uh, but Russell Wilson is definitely electric. Uh, he's definitely electric. You know, he's been here before. You know, even though the Rams have as well, I just really kind of trust uh, Russell Wilson in a playoff game. I think that the, that the Seahawks' defense is playing better. Um, I think that I, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this game, uh, but I do think that the Rams cover. Uh, I'm going to take the over as well. I think it's going to be uh, kind of high octane. Um, All right, so a lot of scoring. and then and just to remind everybody, so the Rams are uh, are plus four. And then, uh, so of course the Seahawks are, you know, um, got to win by four. And also that over and under is forty-two. So it's a low under, um, over under. Actually, it's the lowest over under for the the whole weekend. So uh, <laughs> that lets you know what uh, everyone thinks about this game. It's gonna be very defensive. But uh, so real quick, I do think because like uh, everyone's kind of talking about oh how well the Seahawks defense has been coming along or whatnot. But uh, I honestly think that's kind of been. I like swayed a little bit only because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of read this off to you. These are the teams that they've played uh, essentially recently, you know, so they, uh, they just recently played the, Oh no, Oh no. All right. The, the 49ers, the, the Rams, which, which I'll give you the Rams, but uh, Washington, uh, the jets, and then uh, the giants with uh, Colt McCoy. <laughs> so it was like so in the games where the defense was playing great because that that's mm. when they started their great defensive stretch. We were playing Cole McCoy, Sam Darnold, who I can't even guarantee yeah. was a playing that game. Oh, he was, he was. But yeah, you're playing the Jets with Sam Darnold. You're playing Washington, 
who doesn't have that great of an offense at all by any means. They're clearly being carried by their defense. They're they're thirtieth um, overall in total offense. You know what I mean. And then um, the the Rams game game that uh, you know it's a division game and whatnot. And that score was twenty to nine. So you know, so I guess that was a good job against the Rams. Don't get me wrong, but. But for the most part, you've kind of played some some cream puffs whenever it comes to their offense. So I think it's kind of being, you know, kind of magnified yeah. a little bit more than it should be whenever it comes to their defense. And they, but but what is glaring is the Seahawks offense has not been great, you know. And then honestly, that's what has been carrying the Seahawks for the last couple of years, or even at the beginning of this season when the the defense was horrid, and then it was all like, oh, let Russ cook, you know what I mean? Let him do all his thing and all this other stuff. Yeah, Russ kind of been burning stuff lately, <laughs> you know. So, so for me, um, I actually, like I said, the Rams are, you know, their spread is uh is plus four. Uh, I picked the Rams to cover. I'm still hesitant on picking who who do I have like actually winning this game. I honestly feel like it comes down to Jared Goff. I re- I think legitimately, if Jared Goff is playing. I picked the Rams to win this game for sure. Um, if Jared Goff is not playing, I think Russell Wilson will make one extra play needed to win this game over uh, the backup that the Rams have. Uh, but that Rams defense is, oh, they're so stout. They're essentially, they're number one in total yards given up, uh, yeah. number one in pass yards given up, number one in points per game given up, and then number three against uh, rush yards. You know, so it's like, oh, man, that, that defense is Crazy. So I, but weirdly, I did pick the over whenever it comes to the points because forty-two points is low. We talking about three touchdowns per team. I think we, I think each one of those teams can give me three touchdowns. But like I said, yeah. uh, I can see, like I said, if Russ, I mean, if Jared Goff is not playing, I see Russ scoring one extra touchdown needed. You know what I mean to to win this game at the end. So so I do still seem reserved to choose who who I picked to win this game just because I, I don't know. Like, I'm literally on the fence. It can go either way depending on who's that quarterback for the Rams. But uh, so the third game – oh, did you have a comment on that? Yeah. No, I think I was just going to say that I mm. – um, that game is tough to call. Yeah. And, yeah, I, think I got you. Take that makes sense, too. I, I think, like I said, for me – that Rams defense is just so stout. And then with the Seahawks offense being stagnant recently, it's like, ah, I just don't know. But but like I said, we're going to see. Like I said, it, it'll, I think it'll be the closest yeah. game out of all the, the yeah. first games. But I think it'll be the most boring game to watch. So uh, third game of the day will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team with the Washington football team being at home. Um but uh, the Bucks, even though they're away, they are heavy favorites by eight points. Um, and also um, the over-under is at 45 points. Uh, so what do you think about that game, man? Hey, r- real quick, w- w- whenever you see the uh, the the Washington football team, their initials, WTF. Does, it, yep. does it mess you up? Yep. I always think that it says WTF. Every like, time. Wait, wait, what is but, but it makes oh, sense, though. Okay. Because who the hell is called football team? <laughs> so it is exactly what the f, bro. Like what? Like well, yeah. So that makes sense. But I was. Thinking that same thing. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that the uh, the Bucks definitely are going to take this game. 
they they are the much better team. Um, I think that the the football club is just not going to be able to move the ball. Uh, they don't. They, they don't. I mean, Alex Smith. You know, he he's a game manager. You know, he's not going to do much. I, I, you know, and I think that that you know maybe that the Washington is okay with that kind of game plan and trying to, you know, put that pressure uh, on Brady with their with their awesome front um, and try and just kind of control the game uh, by running the ball and. You know, maybe Terry McLaurin can get loose. You know, he's an explosive player. You know, that's probably going to be their path to victory. Um, you know, the biggest thing in this game is probably going to be turnovers. If Alex mm-hmm. Smith turns the ball over, then, you know, that that's, that's pretty much game over. If you're going to give, you know, not only do they have, you know, the better team overall, but you're going to give Tom Brady extra possessions. You're going to lose the game. Um so I definitely have the Bucks winning this game. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna eat these eight points here. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks to cover. Uh, I think it's gonna be under because Washington is just not gonna move the ball. Um, I I I think the I think the Bucks just um, eventually break through. Um, mm-hmm. If they don't if if they don't jump on them early, they'll get them late. Okay, okay. For sure. I so like that man. I'm, um, bucks to cover. I'm I'm honestly thinking the same thing. Uh, I got the Bucks covering as well. Um, <laughs> this Bucks team, this <laughs> with the Bucks team all year, they legitimately didn't beat any team that made the playoffs this year. But the Washington football team came out of the NFC East, and the NFC East isn't. I'll put it like this. All playoff teams aren't created equally. <laughs> you know, so so it's like the, the Washington football team sliding into mm-hmm. the playoffs with a losing record is not the same thing as a, a regular playoff team. So I definitely have Brady and the Bucks covering the spread. Uh, like you said, I'll, I will definitely gladly eat those eight points. Um, the only thing that, that I can see really kind of messing up everything yeah. is if – that Washington front just manhandles that offensive line, and then because we've seen the um, we've seen the Bucks struggle with really great defenses. We've seen them struggle with uh, with the Bears. We've seen them struggle with the Saints both times. You know, so so it's like I, I've seen this first time firsthand. You know, so it's like, but granted, though those teams had a little bit of offense to go with it, but not the Bears. You know, so and granted, the Bears game could have been an aberration, but I'm not sure. So, like I said, that's the only thing I can see really messing this up. You know, because Alex Smith is a game manager; he's not one to turn the ball over that much. So, uh, so you know, like I said, that that front seven, uh, really just because that's that defense for the uh, Washington may be is probably a top two defense in the NFC. Yeah. Well, don't don't forget the Bucks defense is pretty good too now. Like the they they're gonna be all over uh Alex Smith and those boys and and, and I I think that there's a chance that Tom Brady just just carves them up, um mm-hmm. you know another defense has been really good but you know this is Tom Brady he's been there done that before um I'm not a huge Bruce Arians fans but you know like this this season that Tom Brady had was mm-hmm. way better than I thought it was gonna be he he was incredible this year forty touchdowns. 40 touchdowns is is incredible whether you're 23 33 or 43 I don't care you know how old you are that's, that's a great that's a great season so I think there's a chance that that like I said if he if he doesn't get these boys early eventually 
if the if if the Bucks defense just keeps giving them the ball back, three and outs and good no, position, I got you. But I'm also looking no at it like this because I know you had mentioned the Bucks defense being really good. So their DBs are young and they make a ton of mistakes. Um, and then so and they they don't get a, a shit ton of pressure with their front four. So they like to blitz the linebacker a lot. The linebacker that they like to blitz a lot is Devin White. Devin White is not playing on Saturday. And Devin White has uh, over 100 tackles, and he has almost 10 sacks, mm-hmm. that, which is unheard of by a middle linebacker. So that just lets you know they like to blitz him a lot, and that's how you get pressure, by bringing more than you can block or, you know, just scheming it up to where, you know, he gets free. But the main reason why teams like to blitz often is because they normally don't get home with just their front four. So the fact that he's not playing – to me, makes a big difference. And like I said, I mm-hmm. still have the Bucks covering the spread, but that's what I'm saying. That's the only way I could see it, them possibly not covering the spread. I can't see them winning at all. Like, I think the Bucks are winning this game for yeah. sure. And then, the, the, um, and then I picked yeah. the under whenever it came to the, the points, which are at yeah. 45, because the, the Washington football team scored 30 point, oh, at least 30 points mm-hmm. one time this year. Uh, that They don't score the ball. That's just not something they do. They're, they're 25th in points per game, which is at 20.9. No, um, no. They just don't score the ball at all. Even the, the Eagles game, uh, they just played, and they didn't play well. The Eagles defense played well, but honestly, the Eagles defense is still below average. And it's no. like, so they don't move the ball much. And then, so I can see the Bucks still yep. scoring, but that Washington football team's defense is still really good. So that's why I'm like, ah, under. Like, I see the Bucks winning by two scores. So whether that's ten points or fourteen or whatever, it'll be two scores. Uh, but I do think it'll still stay underneath the forty-five. All right, man. So one of my favorite games of the weekend. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, so it'll be the first game on a Uh-oh. Sunday morning. Uh, we got the Ravens at the Titans. the The Ravens are favored by three. Uh, the over under is the highest of the weekend at fifty-four and a half. Man, tell me what you think about this game. Oh man, that fifty-four and a half scares me. Uh, <laughs> um, man, so mm-hmm. so this game. So we, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, when I said that, so it, it feels very easy to want to predict an over <laughs> here when you look at the Titans' kind of Swiss cheese defense. Um. They don't defend well, and, and and then also when you look at the Ravens' defense, uh, that they, they, they don't tackle very well, um, which you know obviously is not going to be good when, when you're you know facing a bull like Derrick Henry. Uh, so this game definitely has high octane written all over it. But on the other hand, uh, one, one thing that, that that scares me about this game, I think there's an element of kind of just and and I even hate to say it because. <laughs> I hate to say it, but there's an element of Lamar Jackson just wetting the bed. I I don't think that we can just write this off. I know this I know this defense is not good. I understand that, but I'm just I'm just not gonna write off that. You know, it just won't look very good. Uh, and and and, and you know what? I'm not saying that it will. I do have the Ravens winning this game. I do have the Ravens covering. Um. Uh, and I. I'm even taking the over as well. Um ah. so I'm I'm trying to buy some 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 Raven stock here and and believe and, <laughs> and believe in them uh because I have not been high uh honestly on on Lamar Jackson. I I, I know they kind of came along there at the end of the season. 
Um, but I'm 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 still just not sure. Um, just you you just have to be able to to throw the ball. I think that that there's an element here where because the Ravens, um, like like I'm not confident that the Ravens can keep the Titans off the scoreboard early. Like what what happens if 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 the Titans can get an early touchdown and an early field goal, you know, and they go up ten zero, uh, you, you know, so that and, and and that's completely plausible. Like like I wouldn't be shocked if that that happened, um, and and that kind of completely flips the game when it's head there early on, um, but even still, I'm I'm going with Lamar Jackson this time. I think that uh, they get. At least one explosive run. That's kind of the difference. Like even if they get the yards, I'll, you gotta get an explosive play here to really kind of open up yeah, that play so action. I want all my viewers, uh, but to know, I think I do that. Kalen has what not been on Lamar or the Ravens for I don't know how long. He oh, better believe he's picking them to win <laughs> now. It's like some bad juju shit. He ain't slick. All right, so I just, I just needed to get that up before I gave my opinions. <laughs> but um, man, for me, uh. I, I wrestled with this for the longest. Um, my my little brother is a uh, is a Ravens fan. Uh, one of my closest friends is a big Ravens fan. And then like I mean, for, I was like, man, Tennessee's gonna do y'all again. Y'all are scared of King Henry. I know it. I've seen him work you guys multiple times. You're not ready for this. And then I started diving into it a little bit more. I looked at it a little bit differently. They they added some acquisitions this year to protect playing against somebody like Derrick Henry. They added Calais Campbell. They added uh, Derrick Wolf to that defense. And then those, those are some stout defenders right there in the middle that are that are built to uh, stop the run. Are you going to stop King Henry? No, he just ran for 2,000 yards. But but but, but my thing is I, I watched him or I watched them not do much <laughs> against the – excuse me, against the Packers who don't have a good run defense at all. You know what I mean? And granted, that that's that's a small sample size. But uh, one thing I also dove into last year in the playoffs, um, the Ravens did not have Mark Andrews, nor did they have uh, Mark Ingram. So they were missing mo- both marks last year. And I know the the marks don't play defense, but the marks were part of the reason why uh, they didn't score as much as they needed to last year. You know what I mean? It's like that was that was their number one running back. It's not like this year where they have like three, where they got him, Gus Edwards, and uh, J.K. Dobbins, with J.K. Dobbins leading the way, doing his thing this year as a rookie. Um, it Mark uh, Mark Ingram was the guy. Gus Edwards was there too, but he was clearly the number two running back. Mark Ingram was their guy. That was big trust, you know. <laughs> so you know him, mm-hmm. and then Mark Andrews, who is clearly uh, Lamar Jackson's favorite target, right there in the middle of the field at tight end. I think that's going to make a really big difference for this game. Um, I have the uh, Ravens covering. Uh, I definitely think they're ready to get that gig get back. Um, I don't look at the Lamar Jackson playoff thing as you know, like as really that big of a deal. He does have an eighty-one percent winning percentage. Uh, He can definitely win games. I think you can win games with his style of play. Uh, You had mentioned something about being um, getting down like ten points early on. Uh, the the key part of what you said is early on. If we're still talking about the first quarter or even uh early second quarter, 
then you could definitely still run the ball. And I advise you to continue to run the ball because if you decide to start playing out of your element and then start playing a game that's not built for you, when you only down by two scores and you got the ball, then uh, you're doing something wrong in the first place. So, but I think with, uh, with Harbaugh and then that, um, that offense that they have, I think they're smart enough to continue to run the ball if that does end up being the case. And then um, they're number one in rushing. They average 191 yards a game. Uh, so they're going to tote the ball. Um, the Titans, on the other hand, uh, their defense is honestly horrendous. Um, and it's just so so I did pick the over as well with the points. The Titans' defense is, is really bad. I know the Titans can score. Uh, but like I said, I know the Ravens can score on that defense. And then uh, I don't think they're going to have to pass the ball a whole bunch. But, I, but also – they're extremely great in the red zone. Like, like they, they score touchdowns way more than they kick field goals in the red zone, the Ravens do. So with that being the case, we're talking about four extra points every time you get down there. You know, so I think that over will definitely go over. And then, um, and then also uh, the Ravens defense is top six. And then uh, so they're top eight in everything, total yards given up, points per game, uh, passing, passing yards given up, rushing yards given up. All of that. So I just think this is their year. They're getting their get back, man, and they're going to win this game. Um, I'm not going to say handedly, uh, but they're, they're definitely going to win by at least three. So, uh, so the next game nah, nah, for Sunday is the, the Bears good. at the Saints. Saints are favored by nine and a half. <laughs> the biggest spread of the weekend. Uh, that over and under. That over under is 47 points, man. What do you think about this game? Uh, so definitely not looking forward to this game. Um, yeah, I think this game is going to be pretty boring. I think that the Bears coming along offensively. I don't. I don't think that that's real. Uh, I think that, that, that that's phony. Um, I think that that they played some bad teams. They kind of looks like they kind of got mm-hmm. some rhythm. But this Saints defense is very, very real. Um, this is a, this is a tough Saints defense. I think that uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going to struggle because he, if 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 Mitchell Trubisky, like most NFL quarterbacks with talent, if they are comfortable and they have a clean pocket, then they can have success. I don't think that that, that will be the case for him. I think that, that they're going to make him very uncomfortable. Um, I think that, that they're going to be uh, kind of in his lap all all game. Uh, and then because of that, they, they're going to get, you know, one, maybe two turnovers. But at the same time, I don't think that the Saints are going to, uh, you know, do mm-hmm. enough to uh, cover this. This spread is massive, man. Uh, <laughs> I think the Saints win, but I think they, I think they, 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 they just do enough. They just do enough, and I think that they also want to protect Drew Brees, uh, you know, protect his ribs. You know, he's just there's, – there's just no way he's 100% healthy. Um, so, I'm going to definitely take the under. So I'm, I'm going to take the Bears to still cover I, I feel almost think? exactly how you feel uh, with the Bears and Saints. Like you mentioned about uh, Mitch needing essentially a going to be great, and that lets you know with all the play action that they run where you move in the pocket for them. You know what I mean? Having people kind of essentially, you know, come downhill, assuming that it's going to be run just to open Mm -hmm. up people over the top, you know, things like that. Because it's like they only take like uh, a down the field pass 
man, it, it seems like maybe about three times a game, you know. So it's like they're, they're they don't have an explosive offense. Um, I do like David Montgomery, yeah, but it's like, man, you can't run the ball all the time, especially whenever they're loading the box, expecting you to run because they don't believe in your pass game, yeah. And then, like you said, this Saints defense, this is the best defense in the NFC by far. It may be the best defense in the league. Um, they they're just they're just really. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. The the Rams, ooh. It is, they're the second best defense in the NFC. <laughs> second best defense in the league. I forgot about the Rams. I apologize, Rams. But uh, but yeah. Um, with that being said, um, I don't have the Saints covering either. At first, I did uh, because I was like, "Oh, it's going to be similar to the Packers versus the Bears. It's going to be a lot like that." But then I was like, "Well." part of why the Packers took off because that game was close. I'm not sure if, uh, if anyone watched it, but that game was really close. And then uh, the reason why I watched it so much, because I had that game on my ticket that I ended up winning a nice chunk of change from or whatnot, you know, because I needed the, uh, I just had the Packers winning, but on another ticket, I had the bears covering the spread of, I want to say it was like essentially this same type of spread. It was about nine and a half. I said, Oh, the bears can do that for sure. And then no, they did not. They were they had it for the longest, but then what what the difference is that I think the Saints won't be able to do is the Aaron Rodgers start throwing the ball down the field. They were you know because it's hard to score on this uh, Bears defense, but you can get explosive plays on them, you know uh, against that secondary. But um, Saints don't throw the ball down the field like that. Or my bad, Drew Brees mm-hmm. doesn't throw the ball down the field like that. And then uh, also without having Mike Thomas, I think that is a, a big difference. They're clearly still going to win this game, but I just don't think it'll be enough to essentially win by 10. Um, weirdly, though, I did take the over uh, at 47. To me, that's still about, mm, you know, 24 to 23 type, type of numbers or whatever. And then I can see the Saints still scoring um, about, about 30 points, you know. So um, I, I just don't. So I, I see this game being like thirty to to maybe like to twenty one. I, I can see the Bears still getting three scores in. One of them being like a a late garbage score yeah. at the end of the game. So so that's why you know. So uh, I, I think it'll be something similar to that. Really. You know, so but but we'll see. Maybe maybe even like uh, the Saints just won about one touchdown. Maybe it's like twenty eight to twenty one. You know so. But but that's kind of where I see it going. Like you said, it, it's not going to be a great game in my opinion. But I hope it is. If it ends up being 28-21, that'll be great. But like I said, I think that last touchdown will be like garbage time. And then I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Sports Center with uh, Scott Van Pelt, but bad beats are a thing. They are a thing. So it's like uh, I almost try a to build beats. in a bad beat on each one of my tickets just, just because it's like, ah, it's, it's bound to happen. You know, so that's why I'm like, I feel like they might score. They'll essentially be down by, like, two scores in the fourth, but I think they'll score, like, a garbage touchdown at the end. All uh, right, so uh, we, we still, the we, Browns versus we the Steelers. Um, the Steelers are at home. The Steelers are favored by six. The over and under is at 47 and a half. What do you think about this game, man? Can, so can the the coach is not going to be there, Browns, and then um, he the is man? the guy that actually calls the plays. He doesn't just make the offense, but he's the one out there making the calls. Because you know, like you mentioned earlier, you yeah. only got a certain amount of scripted plays, and after a certain point, you got to adjust and make you know make different stuff work. And then um, uh, also, they're missing one of the right guards as well. Yep. 
And then uh, I don't know if – because I saw um, their rookie, uh, I think I want to say tackle. What's his name? Uh, uh, I can't remember his name right now. But the rookie tackle that they just drafted in the first round, him and uh, one of their wide receivers were called uh, drag racing. So um, I didn't see if they were actually being disciplined or not. Or But, no, uh, no, but besides no, them, you know, not. they are missing a right guard this no. game. And apparently no. their right guard is supposed to be one of the best players on their offensive line, if not the best one. And then, like I said, their uh, their head coach is not going to be there. So, so I'm going to use your argument against you here because I think what you said makes sense for taking the under. You took the over, and you said that this Bears defense is difficult to score against, but that you can get explosive plays against them. But that's not what the Saints do. They like Their offense is not explosive. Like they, they like Drew Brees is more surgical and, and Michael Thomas is more possession. Uh, so I don't see the Saints uh scoring 30. Um, well, like I said, I, I, I think the Saints defense plays well all game and that the Saints kind of just do enough, you know. And I think, like I said, they want to protect Drew Brees, I don't think they want them just, you know, throwing the ball. All around the field when they have Khalil Mack. No, and, and I, I definitely get where you're coming from with that. Um, and then, but you know, uh, so, so keep in mind, because um, I thought about that exact same thing you said right before I said what I said. <laughs> because I, I I will tell you that I had the Saints covering and I had the over initially. <laughs> but like I said, after thinking about it, I was like, no, nah, the Saints aren't going to cover. But then instead of going to the under, I still kept the over. And then a lot of that is because. The, the Saints have a top six rushing game. And then uh, so I can see them. Like I said, it's hard to move the ball against them. But methodically, I think they can. Like I said, because they've played the whole season that way without taking shot plays like that. And then, you know, they average uh, 30 points a game. And then so I, I could just still see them getting four touchdowns on this defense because because I've, I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? So so it's like I think it's still possible. And then not to mention – um. Yeah. That Bears defense is average against the run. Uh, they're a little bit better against the pass. And then, honestly, this, this Bears defense is a top 15 defense, but they're not a top 10 defense. So they're still kind of average. They're not as good as, I guess, what we thought the Bears, you know, like what, what we normally think, oh, okay, Bears defense. Uh, when you actually look at the numbers, they're only kind of like the 15th best defense in the league. So I, I do think that the Saints can score 30. Like I said, I, I could definitely see how – it kind yeah. of seemed like, you know, <laughs> I was kind of backdooring what it was that I was saying. But but I but I can see it actually going that way to where, like I said, the, the Bears cover the spread, but I still think they end up going over the 47 points. They 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 th- those guys weren't drag racing. Mm. I, I think it was like like a like a you know a red light <laughs> okay. deal, you know, where you just kind of race Idiots. and they got caught. Um yeah. Uh, so okay, okay. Cool. Thanks for clearing that up. I think that that really sucks for uh, Stefanski, mm. who uh, is probably the coach of the year uh, for, you know, getting mm. this Browns team. And like you mentioned, he, he, he's the guy calling the plays, too. So, you know, he's the play caller. He's the he's the, he's the genius who figured <laughs> out, hey, let's just have right. Baker hand the ball off, you know, 35 times a game. That's... <laughs> That's how we're gonna win these games. Um, so that, that that really sucks for them. That's not gonna be there. I I do think that 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 matters a little bit. Um, 
I think that the pen, the, the pendulum, uh, and you know what? I, I feel like this happens a lot. This happens a lot just, just in sports to where uh, something gets underrated so much that it's, um, or how, how does it go? It's not, something can be uh, overrated underrated. For, for so long that, like, its, its actual yeah. value is. <laughs> I is, get it, though. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> that was a tough one. Uh, and I think we we saw the pendulum swing too far here uh, with both the Steelers and with Baker. I think that that people kind of went too far with the Steelers are no good. I mean, I get that, that, you know, they're like, they know they were probably like the worst eleven and zero team, and you know they almost lost what was it four straight, uh, and it was looking pretty bad there. You know I get that, but I still think that this Steelers team, uh, I, I think that they're definitely still talented. I know they can't run the ball, um, but I, I still think that they're talented. I think that uh, they got to get this guy Chase Claypool in, involved more in the offense. Uh, the, he, they got to have him out there running more routes. Um, I, I'm not sure the, the percentage of, of, of uh, plays that, that he's out there, but I, I feel like he needs some more play time. They got to get they got to get that ball that guy the ball like four to five times up the sideline because so first of all, Chase Claypool he's six four, he's two forty, uh, is a four four forty. I mean, mm-hmm. he's an animal. He's not a great technical, you know, route running receiver. Um, but he's still a beast, and I feel like every time you throw him the ball, he's either gonna catch it or you get a pass interference. Like he, <laughs> you, you really can't guard him. He's he's really a freak. So I feel like uh, you know they can definitely exploit this weak Brown secondary. Um, so I'm I'm definitely gonna take the Steelers to win this game. Um, I I. I mentioned the pendulum swinging too far on, on Baker. I, I know he was getting a lot of credit for, for kind of how he was playing. He had that nice little three, three, four week stretch there, um, but I, I, I still don't think that that's who he is. You know, I, you know, he's not. You know, you know, book three hundred and fifty yards, but you know, Baker, you know, that's not how it works. I, you know, I don't think that's who he is. So I think that you know the Steelers defense. Uh, which you know, by the way, this is this is another real defense. Um, I think that that you know they can uh, confuse them, uh, or at least you know apply some pressure and and force some mistakes. You know, at the very least. Uh, so I, I, I have I have the Steelers in this one. I'm gonna take the under uh, because I just you know I don't want to bet on on like the Steelers offense you know, scoring a bunch of points. I just don't trust Big Ben like that right now. Uh, you know, they don't throw the ball downfield uh, a whole lot. So I'm, go- I'm going I'm to say the under. Um, I'm going to – oh, man. How close do you I'll think it's going to be? To, to cover the spread there. I'll take those six points. Um, I, th- yeah. I think it's going to be – Okay, okay. Probably a field goal. So, uh, field goal game. Man, this Browns and Steelers game. Uh, I'm still debating. It's kind of like middle of the road for me of games I want to watch for this weekend. Um, mainly because, man, I hate the Steelers offense. <laughs> they, 
They have a below average offense, bro. It's it's really bad. They're terrible. They're the worst <laughs> yeah, it's, in the league at running it's the ball. But yet, whenever it comes to passing the ball, you can't pass the ball down the field. So it's like, a, what do you do well? And then, like, wait, real, real quick, real quick, can, can we mm. talk about James Conner? What is he I, good at? I hate the kind of running pack that James Conner <laughs> is. I agree. What is he? He's not elusive. He, like he, uh, he didn't have. Quick what is moves. he good at? He's not. He, bad. He's not. He, he's he like, he's not I guess he's like, a power like, guy. But it's what like, do you do? I, I don't want to give you the, the rock only... twenty times a game, though. You know what I mean? He's the slowest running back in football. He's so slow. Oh, great! He's awful. The only reason he even looked good was because the offensive Thanks. line, after Le'Veon Bell was holding out, they like really wanted to make that point that oh, it could be anybody. So they like you know they they went super hard and he was doing well. Right. But he he doesn't do anything. Get anybody <laughs> no, else. I, feel back there. Got, I think they got uh, Snail as the backup. He's I'm kind sorry. of the same way. He's slow. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, what are y'all doing? Like, these are oh, two bad man. pickups. Like, yes, what is he? <laughs> Facts. But they get hey, receivers, receivers from everywhere. Like, like yeah, how can but, you figure but, that yeah, out? Yeah, I'm in agreement with James Conner. I hate him. I, you know, he's terrible. I don't like watching it. <laughs> it's nothing that he's good at. And, and he, he's, he's, not, he's not the worst running back in the league. But also part of that is because of that offensive line is great also, so that really kind of helps. But no. he, he doesn't make anything happen for you. You know what I mean? It's like you have to make it happen for yeah. him. Like, I think he probably has good vision, but it's like no. he's not hitting the holes for Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes. it's like, uh, yeah, but, um, <laughs> but man, uh, so no. I actually have the Steelers uh, yeah, covering. Um, man, one of the biggest tales for me, uh, like I said, them not having their head coach called into place there at the game, I think that's a really big difference. Like you mentioned, that is possibly the coach of the year. Uh, some some other candidates I have is honestly uh, Doug McDermott for the Bills because uh, Josh Allen looked like he was going to fuck around and be out of the league after four years. Yep. You know, if he yep. continued to play the way he was initially. And McDermott has just kind of like transformed that boy. Yep. That's about Stefan Diggs. Isn't too far off of my um, MVP list. You know what I mean? Like, like he's like at the at the at the end of it. If I did like a top six, he's number six to me because he did make a huge difference in my opinion. Uh, uh, But but yeah. So uh, but yeah, with the with the Browns, them not having that coach. Like I said, that that's that's glaring to me. Uh, that does make a big difference. Like I said, if he wasn't a play caller, it wouldn't be as big of a deal to me. But th- like I said, that makes a huge difference in my eyes. Um, I've seen offenses without their play caller. And then, you know, the guy who makes adjustments and all that other stuff. Um, so, so yeah. And then um, also they're the missing one of the right guards. This Steelers defense is top five defense. They're probably the fifth best defense in the league. This defense is the reason why they were 11-0. This this defense is the reason why, you know, yep. they won their division. You know what I mean? It's like this defense yep. possibly has a candidate or not not possibly has a candidate. They have a candidate for defensive player of the year. So they have the possible defensive player of the year on their team. And it's like they're going to be all in Baker's face all day. And then I just watched this same Browns team with, with their uh, guard and with their head coach lose to the same Steelers team. I mean, I'm sorry, beat the same Steelers team by two points uh, with, with freaking Mason Rudolph at quarterback. It's like, bruh, Mason Rudolph is terrible. 
He is terrible. Like the Steelers yeah, better do up. something whenever if Ben decides he wants to retire all of awesome. a sudden after this year. You know what I mean? I do think he'll stay another year, but they gotta find that that replacement because Mason Rudolph is not it. So and then I know every game is different, but also this is Baker's first game in the playoffs, and they're playing against the Steelers. He doesn't normally just play extremely well. So like I, I think oh and I also took the under. Uh, the Steelers have only scored 30 points or more three times this year. It's like, man, where's the Steelers' offense that we're used to seeing in our time? You know what I mean? I know they've always had a really great defense, but I've seen Big Ben slang that pill. I watched them give the ball to Le'Veon Bell and then um, and Jerome Bettis and just, you know, run over teams. It's like, man, y'all can't run the ball anymore. Y'all can't throw the ball down the field. I'm like, no, nah, I'm taking the under for sure. Cause I know they're gonna lock up Baker, and then they're gonna uh, they're gonna play really well against their run game. I will say uh, the Steelers are top three in everything on defense, essentially, except for the uh, the run game. So they're they're at number eleven against that. So that's the only way I could just see you know the the Browns having a chance, or maybe if they run the ball even more than they normally would. But at at ranked eleven, that's still that's still above average. You know what I mean? So I just I see the game going under and I see the Steelers covering just because I think those two losses are, are pretty big for the uh, the Browns. And I just think the the Steelers have the Browns number. I think Big Ben has only lost to the Browns. I want to say it was two times over the course of his career. And then, you know, so I just, I just think that stigma is going to uh, continue going forward. I think so I think that it's not necessarily that the Steelers can't throw it downfield. I feel like they just don't uh, because I feel like early in the season when things were humming for them, like they were throwing the ball all around the yard and people were talking about how they had the most explosive receiving core in the league. And, I mean, I think I think these guys can take advantage of the secondary. Uh, you know, they have a lot of guys, you know, uh, you know, Juju and uh, Chase, and I, I, I know Deontay has had some drops problems, but you know he's an explosive player. He, he can make plays happen. James White, like so, you know, I think that uh, they, uh, I know you said that, that uh, yeah, yeah, the, the Steelers won this game. I, I think that there, there's some potential for uh, some excitement, and, and even potential for it to be high octane. Like I know I took the under. I wouldn't be surprised if it went over if it was a bit of a a bit of a a shootout just because of uh, I think uh, you know Ben can get it done in the playoffs and and I think you know maybe Baker gets hot you know he has that moxie to where you know he's not going to be afraid of the playoffs or anything so yeah, I'm taking the under but I got it went you over so I know you mentioned like them surprised. like I guess getting the ball down the field during that, that little win streak so I, I don't think they were. Cause like uh, like I mentioned, uh, they uh, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me, um, they had only scored over thirty. Like I said, the the three times, which which ain't terrible, but it ain't good. And it, but I'm but I'm sitting here looking back, and there were a handful of games where Ben threw for under two hundred yards in the in games, and then uh, he only threw for over two three hundred twice in like his first nine games. So I still think even then, because like you mentioned, they were talking about how explosive the receivers were. It was still a bunch of quick game but they were just making plays after the pass. You know what I mean? So it was a bunch of yak. It still wasn't a lot of down the field. And I love the comment you made about them yeah. needing to have 
uh, Claypool out there more because earlier in the season, it seemed like he was playing more and then he was definitely balling a lot more too. He balled on the Eagles, you know, and that was a guy we chose not to yeah. draft because we wanted Jalen Rager for some reason, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Same with Justin Jefferson, but you know, we're not, we're not going to do this, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Oh my God! We ain't gonna do it. I'm not gonna be pissed. If you're having a good pod, I'm not gonna do that. So, (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) but uh, but yeah, but I was watching the game the other day, and then uh, I I think it was against the Browns. But I want to say I was also watching the week before that when Ben was actually playing, and there was a bunch of times where so Claypool doesn't start out there, and they all and it seems like they always start off with a three receiver set, you know. So uh, the two outside guys, you got a nickel, and they normally have a tight end as well. Um, but out of those three, uh, you don't normally have Claypool out there starting. So you got Juju, you got uh, uh, James Washington, and then um, uh, the other guy, I can't remember his name. I think he has like dreads or breaks or whatever, but he's kind of like short and quick or whatnot. Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, so it's like I legitimately think Claypool should be out there, if not at least over James Washington. You know what I mean? So it's like but but they don't they don't have him out there enough. I know, I know that they're a wide receiver factory, but you've got to get bro out there because like you mentioned, just his intangibles, he seems to get open down yeah. the field. I watched uh, one play, and I know this is just one play, small sample size, but it was a play where he had broke off and was like wide open down the, down the field, like breaking off to the right. He was in the middle, started off in the middle, and then kind of broke off to the right, was wide open. But Ben was quickly looking for like the short shit. And it, it just seems like that's just kind of where he is now. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's kind of like gun shy and he's like scared of the pressure now because he's older. And I'm not saying that's what it is, but I, I'm just I'm also unsure. And then I'm wondering, like, maybe was it the surgery? Does he not necessarily like getting the ball down the field like that? Like, does that hurt his shoulder? Like, like, what is it? Because they're clearly not doing it. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying they're not doing it. So it's like, I mean, you show me in 17 weeks or 16 games that that's what you do. Well, so I just can't see it changing all of a sudden in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. so they rotate, uh, right? They rotate their receivers in and out because they don't have a, a two number one. So check. So they just rotate Chase in and out, and I, I think the reason that he doesn't play more or the reason that he doesn't start. Like, like I said, he he's a big physical freak. He's not a technical runner. Like he can't run, you know, a ton of routes in the tree. That that, that that's why I said you just have to give him the ball, kind of going up the the sideline because he, you know he's gonna get you a, a pi, you know, half the time at least. Um, oh man, that's it. Do do, do you do you want to talk mm, about? Yeah, uh, we can do that. We can do that. Super Bowl so, matchup. Uh, I I I know. Uh, for me. Because uh, of course we got we got you know a couple rounds after this one or whatnot, but I can just see things playing out. Um, ah, I'm I'm not gonna go Super Bowl matchups. I want to do um, uh, NFC Championship games, and AFC Championship games. What you think about that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, 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 you have to do Super Bowl before the playoffs. I'm, before the playoffs, actually, that's bro. not you necessarily what I was doing. I just wanted to see um, how the Chiefs that's... played in the second round. To be honest, they 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 they've like they did not play well to end the season. No, no, bro. <laughs> because I mean, I pictured them winning that round. Anyway. I see them getting to the AFC Championship game. But you know what? I'm gonna go with my initial picks that I had beforehand. All right. So for me, 
I got the Chiefs going up against the Packers. I think the the Packers. Uh, yeah, everyone has to. Hey, man, in the NFC, you got to go through um, Green oh, Bay, uh, the Frozen Tundra. It's like so. No one really has a home field advantage this year. But if you play in a, um, you know, in a environment like that, then that is a home field advantage. That is a big difference, you know. So especially for teams like the Saints who normally used to playing in the dome and you got Drew Brees who does not have the arm that he used to have, that's going to make a huge difference. He's never really played well outside. And then now that he's older and clearly doesn't have the arm strength he used to have, it's going to be even worse for him. So I, I see the Packers uh, running the table, at least through the NFC. And then uh, when it comes to the Chiefs, because I think it'll end up being the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC Championship game. And then uh, I, I just think the Chiefs um, are a little bit more, they're more talented. They've been there before. They're not new to this. They're true to it. And then uh, I just think they'll do what, what's needed, man, because they have a better coach. They have a better quarterback. And I, I just think uh, their offense has been stagnant and kind of bored. So uh, been playing in the, been playing in the playoffs, I think they'll come back alive. So so I see the, the Chiefs playing against the Packers in the Super Bowl. What you got? Uh, interesting, interesting. So I definitely have the Chiefs. I agree with that. Uh, the Chiefs is the best team in football, and what's what's killed me this season is these talking points where they're like, "Well, you know, the Chiefs they're they're only winning by right. by one score," and. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so like they're winning, they're winning all their games though. Like, they who do you like? Like, they're they're not winning. They're, they're, like, who you know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 a crazy thing to me, and I feel like a lot of people agree that they've been overconfident. And like, like I said before, the NFL is just not the sport to to be overconfident in, and and they're still one of these games. I think that that they're the best team in football, and I like the Bills a lot. I, I like Josh Allen a lot. I think that he uh, he is dynamic, and uh, I think that you know they have some nice playmakers, and I definitely like uh, McDermott. Um, I have mm. this is an awesome Super Bowl. <laughs> I, knew you was I have say that. the Bucks making it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, I I really I really was impressed by Tom Brady this year. He looks good, man. And th- like this, there can be no more talk of arm strength. He was throwing the ball downfield the entire year, and he was doing it with accuracy. Uh, man, he looks really good. Another 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 receivers are banged up, and I know they're gonna continue to be banged up. Um. But I, I just like Tom Brady in the playoffs. I like this defense. I mean, the roster, man. Look at this roster. This is this is Tom Brady with this roster. Are you kidding me? Twice. Uh, I I I know the Saints smacked them. Uh, twice. Uh, man, give me the Chiefs and and yeah, it and, is. And, I mean, Mahomes <laughs> and, and Tom Brady. Well, I mean, look, man, look. So they thing. did their thing. But. Um, <laughs> towards the end of the season, <laughs> I guess kind of. Um, <laughs> so it's like they lost to the Rams, who once again made the playoffs. They they lost to the Saints twice, thirty eight to three for one of them, and then uh, thirty four twenty three for the other. Um, they also lost to the Bears, which is just bad. 
twenty to nineteen. They did beat up on the Packers. I will not deny that. That was thirty eight to ten. They whooped their ass. That that did happen. That was, that was for sure. You know, but but to me it was like, man, the the games that they won kind of at the end, like they beat the the Lions by forty. Um, they beat they beat the Falcons twice. Uh, one by one score, the other one that by. Looks like what seventeen? Oh, they put it on the Falcons at the end of the season. But once again, it's the Falcons. It's the Lions. They beat the Vikings at the end. So it's like they did get hot, but but also they got hot against bad teams. You know, so it's like, do we think that's going to translate into the playoffs where they're playing better competition? Because to me, it seems like the better competition that they've played this year, they've lost. So. Mm, no, I disagree with that. It's not about getting hot. It's about, of course, the team was not great early on. Like, like there was no, like there was nothing. Like there was no training camp, no OTAs, no preseason. This, like he, like he just got there. Like he had to learn a whole new system. Like he's done the same thing for twenty years. Now he's doing something different. It's gonna take a little bit. It's not about getting high. It's about them coming together and playing the right football. And, and by the way, this is exactly what Tom Brady did. And New England, this isn't new. Like, like those years in New England, a lot of times they would start, you know, not slow. They were still a great team with continuity, you know. Uh, but, you know, they, they might lose a few games early on, you know, and people will start to, to, to you know, to do their regular talks or whatever. And then by, by you know, Thanksgiving on, which, you know, Tom Brady says that the season starts after Thanksgiving, you know, that team was rolling. And I think it was going to be the same thing this year, which it was the same thing this year. So I, I do think that this is going to carry on to the playoffs. Uh, I, I I just think that, that that Tom Brady can be all these. You see him beating the Saints, uh, or at least I I could envision it in my head. Like you, you know, there's like, why hadn't he done it before? You saying just because uh, they hadn't, yeah, they didn't have that continuity yet. He can do it. So you think now now that they'll be able to beat him? No, I mean you know, hey, you got got us the first two games. Got us the first two games. That's all right. The third game is is a whole new game. Those only two games they don't matter anymore. This is a new game. This is the playoffs. You know, and and, and by the way, let's not act like the Saints are not choke artists in the playoffs. All right, so you know this 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 is the Saints team that was being predicted to win the Super Bowl for like four or five years straight. It feels like, and every year every year they they come up short for whatever the case may be. Uh, and this year, mm. you know, Drew Brees is, you know, you know, he's banged I mean, up. I, I got to you know, see the Bucs team do it so, if that's the case. Uh, so, you know, we're, well, we're going to see at least how they look, you know, to, uh, Saturday. Yeah, if, if they come know. out and win maybe, by maybe nine they come points out or less, and just smack or really, I'm going to say like, one score. I'm going to say eight know. points or less, then I feel like that in my eyes, they're just going to prove how I feel about them. Where it's just like, okay, you beat you beat the Washington football team because you're supposed to beat the Washington football team. They they have a losing record. That's a team that you normally beat during the season. With looking at it, you know, but but so like to me, the biggest test is going to be that second round whenever they have to because they they got the they're the best wild card team uh, that that came in. So behind them, you got the Rams and the Bears. We assume that the uh, Seahawks are going to beat the. Um, uh, beat beat the Rams, and then uh, we definitely assume that the Saints are going to beat the Bears. So if that is the case, that means um, the the Bucks will play the Packers, which I don't like for the Packers. That's not a great matchup. But the Packers are playing hot. If you want to talk about anybody playing well, it's them. Like that one game against no. the Bucks really just seemed like an aberration in comparison to how they played the rest of the season. Aaron Rodgers is so hot right now. 
He's definitely going to win the MVP. Man, I I feel like the Bucks don't want to run into them. But if the Rams happen to beat the Seahawks, which to me I can see happening, because like I said, I did pick the Rams to cover on the spread, so I could see them actually winning that game. Uh, that means the Rams will play the uh, the what you might call us the Packers, and then uh, the Bucks will actually play the Saints for a third time. And I don't see the Bucks beating the, the Saints. I just don't. I think it's a bad matchup for them. The the listen the Packers were thirteen and three last year and and, and they looked fantastic mm-hmm. ex- except for the time where they get smacked by the Niners. true but that was also because the Niners ran rampant on the boys they had they had like over three hundred rushing yards I think but uh, and then the Packers have a terrible run defense and they still they had a bad run defense that year and they had a bad run defense this year that's why people were looking like wait watch out draft watch out move up to grab a quarterback. And why did y'all let Blake Martinez go? And why did y'all grab a running back right after grabbing that quarterback? We need defensive help. So so they still got a bad run defense. But the Bucs won't run the ball. They just want to pass it. And then the, the Packers are, are not that bad against the pass at all. Like, like they, they do a really good job against the pass. You know, like their DBs are better than what – and their uh, their uh, edge rushers are way better than, you know, like their, their run stoppers. So I, I just feel like – like I, like I said, I, I don't see it being like last year. Like I said, it, it was a style of play thing for them last year. It's like, man, yeah, you can run the ball on us. Clearly, we gave up 300 yards. But you can't really just throw the ball on them like that. So, I don't know, man. I'm excited to see the playoffs, though. I've been waiting for this all season. I'm ready.